Well, this is just going to be super informal and hopefully fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but again, thank you so much for doing this. Um, because I know it's always like, in theory, it's so much fun. But when it comes to like nice weather and spending three hours in front of a computer, it's always you have like second thoughts, <laughs> but um, I was really, really excited about this. And um, all the key key people um, that made us make this possible is actually in the room. So I'm very happy with that. <laughs> we were just, we and Naz, we were just doing um, lots of reading sessions back in Istanbul. Um, and I did one in, in Basis in Frankfurt in 2019 during my residency. So when we had this exhibition again together with the Basis team, I thought it would be nice to just do another one. But in between these two times, of course, like COVID-19 happened and then now we just live in Zoom sessions. And um, so it was like completely different, I think, perspective now what happened in the reading sessions. But then with Esther and like um, three other friends, they were also doing something that was similar to reading session, you would say. Yeah. Um, so Maybe they invite speaking sessions. Sorry. Speaking sessions, <laughs> reading sessions, downtime sessions. Oh no, we lost Mina. <laughs> we have to go without her. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> She's back. We were just taking over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would be really happy about that. By the way. <laughs> <Take> over. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, it's just like what what we experienced with you guys. Like, it was just so much fun. As kind of like inspired us to do. Yeah. Um, it's about it was fun. kind of a difficult period, yeah. Yeah, and was... you just need the right ingredients. <laughs> more fun. So. <laughs> oh no, Mina! <laughs> Mina, do you want to change your location, get better connection, and we continue? Yeah. I never tried that. Zoom no. meeting, say. <laughs> but Nikki, are you part of the basis or you no, have a studio I, there? No, no, I'm actually in France. Um, I, uh, I'm an artist and I've worked quite a bit with, um, Mina and Naz, um, and, uh, just really connect on a lot of ideas and, uh, that they're working with and also with the exhibition and just asked if I could join. <laughs> so, yeah. So you're not okay. in Frankfurt. No, 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 no. I lived in Berlin for like 11 years. Uh, and I just moved last year um, into the French mountains in the Pyrenees, um, which is um, a very magical place. So, yeah, so I should be the one with internet problems right now, but. <laughs> <laughs> I basically, I basically updated my internet connection, by the way. I think I'm back. You are back. I love that though. So Nikki just had an introduction. <laughs> this was all planned, Nikki. <laughs> Great, thanks, Mina. <laughs> okay, no, that's if I think it's much better now. Um, okay, so the whole um, just quickly wanted to mention that we're having this exhibition in Frankfurt, including Dania's work. Um, and um, five other artists and this is a group exhibition called Creating a We and this reading session was actually um, just yeah 
came to my mind in while I was just doing the public program together with our collective. Um, so there are like, I think there are like layers of text and like inspirations that we can just talk about for hours, but I don't want to like get into that detail. Just wanted to explain myself why we chose this, this letter from Oksana Timofeva. Um, so I'm just shortly going to mention that um, the exhibition is still on at Fra Basis Frankfurt. Um, but many of us, including myself, we didn't, we couldn't <laughs> manage to be there physically. So we were trying to do as many online um, events as possible. So we even had like a nail art session with one of the um, artists collective from the exhibition and they literally just like stay in the exhibition space with their phones, just maybe like had some video um, surrounding kind of video recordings from the exhibition. So at least from that, you can sense an idea. And the exhibition is, the exhibition's title, it comes from this book that I think I, I just shared with everyone. But today I was just thinking that I can actually send you the PDF version of the book because it's actually a quite nice book. Um, but it was just like too much going on. It's very like academical, it's like a critical um, academical text that was just like written by lots of different scholars. So I thought it could be just like a bit too heavy for this session. But I will share it with everyone in the chat room. Um, so if you want to read it later on, you can. But I just wanted to share my screen if I can. Um, let me know if that works. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So this part is, th this is the book that I was just mentioning. It's called um, Women Who Make a Fuss on Faithful Daughters of Virginia Woolf. It's actually two scholars called Isabel Strangers and, and, and the other person, I cannot see her name. Wonderful. Uh, anyone who speaks French, would you like to <laughs> pronounce her name? Vincent Desprez. Thank you so much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're both scholars and I, I assume they're best friends. Um, I really like this book. I mean, it's a very problematic book in so many ways, but the reason I chose this book was um, not about its content, but it was more about how they wrote it together. Because um, since a couple of years, Naz and I were just basically sending each other letters in an email format. And it kind of like became our um, like sharing taught practice or sharing um, methodology. And this book actually was written as in the same, um, I would say, a methodology. So they, these two women, they just um, had a problem. They had a question mark and they asked everyone around them, mostly majority women, and they said, like, please just respond to us with your letters and then we'll just like make a book without even going in a critical way or going in a judgmental way. So even if you're not agree with our opinions, it's fine. But we just want to create like this terrain and earth or a place or a space where we can all exist at the same time. So that's where the exhibition comes from, um, which... Yeah, the part two starts with their letter. And I think when Nos sees that, she will understand that it's kind of like similar what we're doing. Um, so that, that's why I wanted to choose this, this, this format. Um, and it's a very nice letter. I'm going to send it to you now after this reading session. If you want to read it, um, please let me know what you think. And from this, I actually um, gather some other text that we were reading lately in the last years. And I think Esther in your, in your like session as well, we were just like going through lots of names that it was just like, it was like almost like a common base. There were so many similar names that everybody was like currently reading. And it doesn't have to be like a theory side, but it was lots of like fiction, science fiction. And it's just like a lot of women, art, women writers as well. 
Um, so that's what I was just like basically gathering all these names and, and why we're reading these women and why we're just like asking these questions to their work. And then Oksana just came in a very strange way. But first, let me just stop the share. Hmm. Okay, wait, I just want to... Dramatic light scene <laughs> moments, um, but Oksana, Oksana was like completely different because we never read Oksana's work together with our collective. But I um, came up with her book um, in Istanbul. It was translated in Turkish, so she gave a speech in in one of the art venues called Salt. And then when I saw her, it's just everything changed. And today I really want to talk about this with you mm -hmm. because what happens with me that if I see the writers, for example, I never seen Virginia Woolf, but it's just kind of, there's an image of her, you know, how she's living and how she's talking. We seen lots of like, I don't know, um, movies about it or lots of theaters about her. Um, so there's like an image of her. Uh, in our minds, but with the, with the current writers, you somehow just like watch them in a live, um, I don't know, like a live talk, or you invite them, or you just meet them in real life, and that changes everything. So when I watch like Oksana's talk in Istanbul, I fell in love with her as like a person, as a character, and then I start reading her texts. So it's just, this is how all came to today that she wrote a talk uh, text about, well, have you read it, by the way, all of you? The letter? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> exactly. So she just like basically wrote a letter about her lockdown or COVID-19 mm -hmm. experience in a very early time, I think it's in, in April. And it's still, I don't know, it still fascinates me because after nine months, the things that I admit myself that she was just admitting in the, in the first two weeks, that was quite extraordinary. But um, that's why I wanted to read the letter with you. And of course, like learn your opinions and your ideas and maybe if you want to share like your experiences what you have been through and how reading or sharing helped or not helped or not even related i don't know but if you want to share anything of course i'm more than happy to hear or i can talk another two hours which is not really <laughs> not really nice <laughs> because it's not a lecture thank you very much <laughs> Yeah. What did you think about it, Esther? You feel you you look like you haven't read the text, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, you're very good in reading my body language. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I started the first paragraph. Oh, uh, this and I do. I do have to say that I am very disobedient today. Okay. Highly effective. Fair enough. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, and I, I kind of got the message because I read other letters that were like mm. um, doing something uh, with me and um, <clears throat> having to work through this period. And I've been writing my own letters that have been going through the period. So I was asking yeah. myself, okay, I have my own, my own period, mm. so to say. And um, that's why I was... I'm still concentrate, concentrating on that. Um, yeah, so I didn't read it. That's are completely gonna, fine. Are you going to throw me out of the class now? No, I wouldn't know. This is not a class, to be honest. <laughs> this is not a class, but I'm happy, I'm happy that you said it because I think it's a, like, in my opinion, it's a very difficult text to start with. And you really have to be patient when it comes to like a point that it really just invites you in. Because it's the because she's also kind like she's a scholar as well. Of course, there are so many like references to philosophy. She's like major in philosophy, um, but.
but um, I think in the first letter, the first part of the letter, it's kind of like you don't understand why you're reading this. Is it personal? Is it mm. the lecture? What's going on there? But I think the, after the fourth or the fifth page, it's it becomes it becomes like very personal, or at least I thought that it, it's, it was almost like I was reading her diary, um, which was great because that's the period that we were all a bit like shocked i would say like we we didn't know what was going on and and it reminded me a lot when i was just reading nos's letters for example when she sent it to me by email um and afterwards that was really interesting because then she moves a lot so you also like move between uh, places and different countries but also like different relations as well she's also mentioning her relations with not only with other human but also like with nature with animals mm. with thoughts and and that was really interesting to to consider because mm. um yeah it was not only about like the relations between each other between human but also with with the non-humans and with with others that how we were like separated or or why we're separated and yeah, so I, I think, I hope you, you read the, the, the rest of it. It's really, it's really nice. I don't know what, what, what would you, would you guys think? There were some parts I, were, I was like especially drawn to. One of them mm -hmm. was the mask part, when she was talking about masks. Maybe we can read it together? Yes, of one. course. I'll just turn on the light, by the way, it's really dark. Okay. Hmm. It's uh, there are no pages, so I'm just gonna read it. Yes. Okay. Or can you say which date it is, and then? Or should I uh, should I share my screen? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me just wait. I have okay. to. I think. I think I should all parties. Yeah, all participants. Now you can share. I can't share for some reason. Okay, I'm just gonna read it. Everybody knows that masks do not work, but everybody wears them or at least buys them. Why? Because it's an important part of a ritual. The mask is an ancient peace armor. Whatever enemy or evil spirit comes, we are ready to face them. Facial masks show this readiness to face, paradoxically, and it gives us the feeling that we are the group, we are together here against something that we face. Since high antiquity, masks served as a crucial element of ceremonial clothing. Their so social significance is extremely important. A mask conceals personality. Now we are all like one war or even revolutionary anonymous crowd. When we wear masks for the enemy, we are all the same. Human beings demonstrate similar mechanisms of social behavior facing different challenges. So I guess like I was surprised in the side. The fir first time I read, like when she said the masks don't do anything, I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> don't work? <laughs> what have we been doing for all this time? So that's like one side of it, uh, but which we can talk about. And the other side was, it made me think about, like I'm really interested in the side of masks and how it makes us a we, or like how mm. it like a community against, like a, against a threat that we don't know, like this virus threat, like we are just fighting against it, or like it just puts us in a team, right? Like against another team, which is the virus. So we are non-virus. But at the same time, I was thinking about the um, masks of shame from medieval ages. We were just like reading about it for another exhibition in the past. And it just made me think, I don't know. I don't know what the relation is yet, I guess, but mm. I want to raise that. Like mm. how, it, how the masks were used in medieval age and how they are used in our time. Like how it changed meaning, I guess. Mm. That was amazing. I think I read an um, um, article about this, but I think I'm going to share it with the um, chat group later on. So I wouldn't, yeah, um, divide the conversation now. But yeah, I think it's super um, interesting with what we are 
um, f now facing or experiencing with masks, to be honest, and, and how everybody had a different experience as well. Um, with the text, like uh, with her text, for example, when she was traveling with um, from different countries, that's what I was like very um, surprised about it because I haven't leave the country and since the beginning of a lockdown. So I never experienced that, like to be like having a mask for a very long time. And what happens, for example, when you come to the customs, you know, like if you want to like show your face, you cannot just like enter with a mask and then there are like lots of bureaucracies and and I never experienced that it was just like either if you go somewhere you wear a mask here um so that's like probably everyone around the world had like a complete different experience with this kind of bureaucratical mm -hmm. or I don't know yeah know. it's also like the, the mask like a I just traveled across Spain um, mm. a couple of weeks ago and the masks there are just like really intense and you, everybody's wearing a mask all the time, 24 seven. And it's, they were like just these bizarre moments of kind of like living in a sci-fi. <laughs> also, you know, with Spain, it's just this like kind of desert. We drove right through the middle and it's just like, there's nothing there. It's just like, Mm. semi-desert and people like hardly anyone's out but if they're out they're like all with their mask and it was kind of just this moment of um like a, a totally bizarre different foreign world of also like this will pass but trying to keep the memory of this mask like also taking photos and like I kept saying, don't like take the mask off when you take the snapshot holiday pic <laughs> because mm. there's something about just remembering the feeling and the quality of the time. Um, and that's, I mean, I really enjoyed her, her um, letters actually, um, just to like give a very personal insight into someone's experience, as you were saying, Mina, and how mm. different it was. Like, you know, Russia, I've never been to Russia and I, you know, I, it, it was this world that she seemed to find herself in, in this like little cabin, this little farm in what seemed like the Russian countryside covered in snow, getting water out of a well, hoping it doesn't freeze over and hoping that the mobile supermarket comes by so she can have food. But thankfully she preserved the apples from last season in the cellar. So she'll have some food. And it was just this totally, um, like kind of voyeuristic look into someone's experience where also it seemed like the world just stopped, which I don't know everyone's experiences, but for, for me here, it seemed in a way that the world in many ways physically stopped. Mm. Um, but yet the mask, so the mask in a way is like an interesting symbol of like this barrier between the world and you, but it turns inside. Um, and how people start reflecting on like their inner world much more with the quietening mm. of the outer physical world. Mm. Um, I found that quite interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like from, from my perspective, of course, it's like such a, maybe a privileged one, but having, trying to have an exhibition during this time was just kind of challenging and it just like lost all of its meaning in a one year. So I was just trying to figure out how, what we were trying to say still makes sense. And that's what I was looking for some, some materials or text and, and maybe even letters from this moment, like this time. And, um, and, and the reading list, by the way, is available. I mean, we can just um, go through it. And if you, if you want to read any of that, I will, I'm happy to share it with everyone. Um, but um, it was really nice to just see those people, the ones that were reading their stories, reading their theories, are just going through the same thing. And then they're just like sharing their memories. It's just such a weird feeling because in two months before we were just like reading their books. And then two months later, you're just like reading super intimate stuff about their life and, and what they're scared of and how they're dealing with. So um, I think the whole 
kind of an exhibition. Mm. It's just came to a point that it's not about us anymore. It's just really about everything else in this universe. So it's really not just humans, but everything that is like around us. And we're just like basically part of this tiny um, system that it just feels major, but it's very, very tiny. So what's, what's out there, what's behind that, it's also very interesting. And maybe we should talk more about that that's what I was um, getting at. And, and she's one of them. I think Oksana is one of them that she's very interested with the non-humans as well. Um, and how we are in relation with, with those, which, which could be anything, by the way. Um, not only, of course, re referring like animals or plants or nature, but uh, yeah, that's, that's how I... Um, decided maybe that could be just like a nice beginning for us to uh, read about, about this time and now. Um, yeah. Do you have a... I was thinking if you have a passage where she writes about this encounter with, uh, as you were saying, the, the, the non-human. Mm. Um, or yeah. the things that do not have to wear a mask, the hmm. things that are not the enemy, because they do not have to wear a mask. Mm. Good question. I think the, the police was the people who don't wear the mask, but they're kind of the <laughs> yeah, enemy so anyway. Oh, oh yeah. She's writing a lot about the police, which also yeah. stood mm. out to me. Mm. Yeah, so in a way it's very like political too. Of course. Of course. Um let me just find it the part where we can read together actually. Mm -hmm. I think there's the one like at the very end. Right? Oh. Mm. I'll try this again. Desktop. Share. Can I see? Yay! <laughs> Is it this part? Mm -hmm. We conceive ourselves as separate individuals, but in fact we are not. We are communities of multiple various organisms. Mm -hmm. Huge machines of their encounters, collaborative efforts or struggles. Let us be Spinozian and disregard some of these bodily encounters are productive, others destructive. Is it that mm. or no? I think... Or like, like this. Here mm. in the side, I learned to suspect, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Stop sharing. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, it's just, it's very strange because if you just read it as parts, it just sounds very, like, it's almost like, sounds like a lecture. I think that's just maybe comes from the way she's like, also like writing and... Um. I also wanted to say that before we jump into this, that's like one of the like critical thoughts I had while I mm. was reading it. It almost felt too coherent for me in a way. Mm. Because I remember how I was in April or like in March, when was this written? I was just like, like going different to, times, yeah. I was just going into the forest and shouting by myself. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't have if if you look at my diary, there are no sentences. It's just like words and nothing makes sense, you know? It's like this mm. coherence is almost scary for me. Like I'm always mm. like, really impressed and afraid of the people who are on top of their thoughts at times of crisis, in a way. I don't know if... But that might be also about the environment that she was in, because my experience, mm. like being in mountains and nature outside of the city, I think I could relate to that text mm. more. That there was more coherence, like in your mind, because there's a clarity of space. But um, maybe the city and surrounded by this like denseness of people and people's experiences mm. um, it has a different effect. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, maybe. Maybe we were just like also um, facing a m m much more, maybe like 
multiple kind of like examples at the same time that it was quite scary. So it was not about like reading news from Twitter, but we were just, because we were like in a crowd of cities, um, we were just really experiencing what others were experiencing. And that's just like a bit overwhelming at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's why as well, like we didn't have that headspace back then. Uh, and I remember that I, I also like tend to, um, because I do that and I tend to just like jump into everything. So I was just like, oh, I'm going to read everything. I'm going to talk with everyone. I'm just going to call everyone. What's going on? And then, uh, and then Naz was just like, Mine, <laughs> just chill the fuck down. We don't know what's going on. We'll just like give us some time. Like you just breathe. And it was just felt so good because otherwise I was just like, <laughs> like for like first week I attended to like a I don't know like a what do you call this like a quiz game that a pub was like organizing like what are you doing I don't even know how to use zoom but I just found myself that and you pay for it like that's just like because everybody goes mental you know like I was just really I didn't know what I was doing but it was really like a good advice from Nas to just like observe uh, and and Nas you, know. you were doubting or, or for you, it was difficult <clears throat> to like grasp why is she able to produce mm. coherence and thought um, when you feel different, when Mina feels different, when we all feel different. Mm. Like, how is she able to produce? Because I had that question with Paul Preciado's very deeply romantic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no it is but did you read it it was very 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 romantic and it was of course addressed to Vivian Vivian Despi how, yes. how, do you, how do you pronounce that it's Nikki's Nikki's can you take over though uh, how's it spelled again like Vivian Vivian Despre oui Wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. Wait, I'll just oh. like ch- write it to the chat group. So anytime we just have to refer her. I mean, I was like, how can you fucking hell go through Corona? Oh, I really seriously have it and then write this letter. Yeah. I mean, it's totally impossible, but it is possible. So how is it possible? <laughs> how is it possible for, for us now as well to, um, to stay with the question of the we to constantly mm. stay, to stay at what we've set ourselves mm. as a yeah. task. Yeah. Even if, if, it, if it is even possible. I think, I don't know. I think it's really hard to, to uh, one of the things we were also talking about at the beginning of Corona, like with Mina and with other friends, it was that, like how are people so productive still? Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing is about like how our productive systems failed. So how can people keep being so productive and writing about the moment or doing, you know, Zoom meetings about the moment or screenings about the moment of what we are in? It just felt like against our nature. It felt like we need to take a step back and digest it. But at the same time, I can relate with it because now I am writing on something. Like I was supposed to write an article. Mm-hmm. And I delayed it for so many weeks and then like I can't delay it anymore. My deadline is already passed, like was months ago. So, and then like when I was writing this apocalypse happened here, the orange apocalypse. And you can't Mm. think about anything else, of course, when that happens. And I was writing Mm. about Ethel Adnan and her Arab apocalypse. So of course, like I can't also ignore that. And when I publish the article, I'm going to be one of them. Like one of those productive ones, if that mm. makes sense. But, uh, I think an interesting question could be, there was this productivity, th- there are different stages of productivity. Hmm. And um, Oksana might have had hers then in April, but what is she having now? What was she having a month ago? So mm. we, we don't have insight into... Um, the temporalities and the the individual temporalities of this kind of production. Mm. We were just seeing the lockdown was starting and people were producing. Um, But, but we don't know. 
like there was a cut in this production because we do not really know how, what was going on before and what was going on after what's going on now. So um, I think this, this holding on to, to the temporality question could be, you know what I, am I making sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think make a lot of sense, but I don't know if I agree because okay. we, I was also like thinking about this a lot. And lately I just realized that, I think I, I'm not sure. Maybe Noz and I we just like had a Zoom about this like the other night. But um, I think during the whole lockdown, because we were too, because we were too close with each other, not as friends, or I'm not talking about that as like human beings. We were just like constantly talking about each other, and then basically watching each other's lives. Um, either through Zoom or through social media, it doesn't matter. But we always think that um, if somebody's doing something, it's productivity. If somebody's revealing something, it's knowledge. If somebody's saying something, it's information. But I, I, I now came to a conclusion that maybe that's how they, how they be. Mm -hmm. So for me, for example, it's so much easier to have like a one-on-one -on -one conversation with another person and it's just completely killing me to not to have that face-to-face. -face. But if I do that with someone in the middle of a crisis, um, third person can think that, wow, Mina is like so productive because she's having this incredible conversation. Maybe it's like too personal. How can I do that? It's just basically this whole lockdown is just makes us doubt about everything about ourselves and i think it's very toxic as well it's very negative so i'm just thinking maybe for oksana this is how she behaves in during crisis she writes maybe you know and it's not a productive thing for her maybe it's just like how she expresses herself maybe a coach or a coping mechanism. Coping mechanism, yeah. But if you tell her to just like cook for 10 people, maybe she'll just going to have a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I have no idea. But for some people, it's very easy. Like, it's very, very easy to write, produce, think. But it's, it's very dangerous for our generation or maybe our time to just think that that's okay and something is wrong with us. That's very, that's very challenging for me as well. Like everybody's doing something and I cannot, so there's something wrong with me. Or I don't know, we do that. It's very human, but I'm trying to find like other ways of understanding this, that maybe it's not about them, but maybe it's, it's, it's the how this thing turned into a very toxic place that also just like... I mean, being together with you is incredible, but... I hate Zoom. I hate Zoom so much. Like, I just really, really hate it so much. I wish we could just, like, sit down together, five of us. But at the same time, that's also luxury. How the hell are we going to come together? We're living in five different countries at the moment. Like, it's just how, when we're going to have, like, the time and luxury of mobility to come together and have this conversation. Like, I have no answer for that. That's why I'm, like, like in limbo with this whole... I don't know. Yeah. That makes me, I have so much to say, but that makes me think of when <laughs> Oksana was saying how they had the Hegel reading yeah. together and they would bring yeah. the sweets mm. to the meetings. Exactly. We can't have that anymore. And I thought about the same thing. Like when we had the reading group in Istanbul, we would always bring like tea, I don't know, like so sweets. True. Yeah, from so the patisserie. And you yeah. can but then she also, she also talks about how she's like totally like, um, an alone person that she like hates people yeah. <laughs> she likes her isolation and this like whole quarantine thing is perfect for her exactly. but I miss the people and the snacks exactly <laughs> and I don't know but I also can relate to that so much too like with the art world I am happy that mm -hmm. like there is no pressure of like there is no mm. fear of missing out or like pressure of being present at openings or I don't know that like you don't have to go anymore so mm. that makes life easier but then I also wanted to relate it back to what Nikki said like at the very beginning when you said like it's context is different and feelings are different mm -hmm. I think it makes sense to me you know I think I understand that and I didn't maybe think like that before and I'm also and also what Esther you said this like 
what did you say? Transporality? Yeah. Control? Yeah, I think that's a nice word to use. Mm-hmm. Um, like how things shift and how we shift mm-hmm. because we often think that we are on this like linear existence. Like our human minds tend to think that, but we are not like that. Like we just shift and change. And I was thinking, like when I was reading, the, uh, writing Daniel's catalog text, I was like mm-hmm. privileged enough to be camping just before that. <laughs> and I, when I came back, I just sat down and I was like, duh, 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 duh. I know what I'm doing, you know? But now, like when I'm writing this text, I can't even leave home. Like I could, mm. I wasn't able to leave home for seven days. And I have asthma. And there's like a terrible weather outside. So of course then like what does product or like having a job, which also Oksana talks about. Exactly. Like, like having a stable job makes a big difference. Then you of worry course. about your job, your visa, your mother who is 70 years old and has also asthma. I don't know. There are all these different layers mm-hmm. and context. Completely. But would you say that this text really reveals a lot? Or what is she not revealing hmm. in this writing? I mean, because writing, I mean, you can, writing is always goes through an editing process. I mean, well, even if it seems like a diary, mm. what's not part of the diary? What's been edited away? Um, like it doesn't reveal, hmm. um, it doesn't reveal, and it's for Eflux conversation. She, she's not going to say, you, you know, there is a kind of, um, knowledge about where who is the readers um who you know mm. so and 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 there at the same time there's this knowledge of that for this time and space exactly this kind of text production is needed you know so it's also mm. it's, it's also part of and necessity to produce exactly this kind of writing yeah exactly um so and what is the text not revealing mm. um, she yeah we don't know. Definitely. No, definitely. I think it was just more, um, it was just more about, um, I remember that time that me trying to get like more text on separation rather than unification and us and we together all like, we're just like fighting side by side. Like instead of that, I was just trying to find something that it's about, we're separated, we're not together, we're different, completely different than each other, and we all are living in different realities because of our cities and countries. So whatever your government is deciding for you to live, you live in that hell or heaven. And, and I think that's just, this is one of the examples, so I cannot say anything negative or positive about Oksana, but I just wanted to read something that is not related with Turkey or UK or just like something else, like what, what's, what's going on in, in this geography? Because I realized that, for example, when I talk with Naz, of course, it's a complete different reality. Like it's not even the same universe. She lives in a, another dimension, but because she lives, she's based in the US and it's just like a completely different geography, politics and what's happening there. It's completely different than with my reality. Um, but it's a separation. It's not togetherness. That's what I was just basically searching for. Yeah, now I know I get when, yeah. Yeah. I, I felt a lot of togetherness in her text, I have to say. Like, I, I somehow, mm. you know, the way she gets back to the basics, like her whole living mm. situation of where she and A, her partner, um, are, is that they, you know, this like back to basics, in a way it's kind of like it's, um, we're all, the whole experience, which mm. I kind of feel it like the whole COVID thing is a trauma, that we're all dealing with a trauma. And some of us are having post-traumatic stress, post-traumatic stress now afterwards. Some were in survivalist mentality during those weeks. We're all coping with it in different ways. But, but her text for me in many ways was back down to like watching like here it was for me watching spring suddenly happen and the flowers coming out. And I'd never like stopped to notice like the simple things. I don't know. Like there's, you know, there was like a reconnecting with, we were all having similar feelings, even though they happened at different times, Mm. fear, anxiety, 
there was a deep connectedness um, and also like just refocus back on the physical world and like, where am I going to get my food from? I'm an animal. Mm. We're all animals. We need food. Where am I going to get water? It's cold. The well's freezing. Um, all these things that like, I don't know, I found like deeply connecting. For me, the separateness came afterwards mm. when the crisis like ended <laughs> kind of. Um, yeah. 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 Um, Esther, when you said, you said something about like, what was she not revealing? Mm -hmm. um, I just found this one passage just at the end of one of her like letters. It was the end of the 4th of April. Okay. Um, at the end, she says, I have to go to the sauna now before I go. However, I will, I will tell you one thing, dear diary. Nobody reads us anyway. Therefore I can share with you now the most intimate thing. I am happy with A. Like mm. there was like just this like little moment of like deep intimacy and honesty. And I mm. wish she kind of had gone into that more because it like was so touching. Um, mm. And who is this A, this like anonymous person? Um, I can't, I can I also felt the same when I was reading. And when you asked the question, that passage came to my mind, I almost felt a little bit awkward when I read that because the rest of the letters are not in that kind of intimacy mode, right? So when I read mm. that, it was suddenly way, like, this is a diary. It's jarring. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's not a diary because you wouldn't write into your diary, diary, I'm going to write you now because nobody is reading us and so I'm going to be intimate. You know, you wouldn't make that explanation. There is this like modes, like shifting mm. modes almost, like it felt like it was added in somehow. And I felt like similar to you as um, Nikki, that like I wish there was more of that. Mm. But this question also I found really pro like interesting what you asked also, like what's not revealed is I think you can't really complain about people, right? When you know that it's gonna get public. I feel like maybe there's not so much complaining, maybe about her editor, I don't know, about the people around her. I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how much you can reveal when you know it's going to be public. Or if she knew it was going to be public, that's mm -hmm. another question. Mm -hmm. I mean, because she does reveal like something that you can actually now, it was a joke for a, such a short period of time. It was the toilet paper joke. Hmm. You can actually literally not not talk about it anymore because it's not funny. It's like over. It's like after I can't pronounce this. So this one I can't pronounce this. We went to the hypermarket. There's enough of everything. Nobody's buying tons of toilet paper or anything of this kind. You know why? No, I don't. Um, but because ah. Because they are poor. Of poor. Ooh. Yeah, poverty. Okay. I found that quite a powerful okay. kind of little section. <laughs> it's like <laughs> made me feel a bit like um self indulgent in my first world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't I didn't read I just read the part with people in Germany, Switzerland and the USA are buying much, so much toilet paper simply because they can they have extra money in a situation of danger. They, in fact, try to protect themselves with every with something similar to ancient sacrifice. They literally waste money. This is this is interesting. Okay, as Georges Bataille wrote, "What was sacred in the ancient world now becomes unconscious." This is a very interesting part. I was. I do you want to do you want to share your screen? How the hell do I do that? This would be my <laughs> first. Okay, you just like click. Click on the share screen green button. This is an amazing moment in share content. Bildschirm freigeben, maybe? Exactly. Bildschirm freigeben. Okay, so what do I do now? I have like these, all of these things to do. You just choose the desktop. Yes. Okay. What do I do now? We should no. have seen your desktop now, no? No. No. Um, um, ah, okay. So, Datenschutz. Uh, diese Apps dürfen den Inhalt deines Bildschirms aufzeichnen. Ja, dann nehmen wir mal den hier. Oder? 
oder exactly. Okay. Ja. And now? Okay. I think I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. I, I had to like I had to... share screen and then desktop. There you go. Exactly. Are you seeing something? Yeah, you are. Okay. We see other people. Oh, and this is from the Zoom. Okay, this is from the Zoom that happened a couple of minutes. Ago. I love that. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> this is so remember Mina's recording. Can we can we just do like Esther's uh, desktop hey. sessions? That is so fun. The thing is, what ah, look at this. Okay, I'm so curious. Why what's can going I get to reveal itself? Yeah, this is like, this is really, this is, I'm under a lot of pressure. I feel it. Just click on the back, click on the window of the, ah, of the. I think it's not that one though. I think you were just like reading from, Wait. not from here, but yeah. What is going on here? Hmm. I can't find Chrome anymore. That's. Uh, was it in Chrome? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe you just like use Safari then for now. Okay, but then I have to search. You just write oh, separation uh, letters of separation. Oksana Timofova. You could also share the screen for me. I Let can. Uh, Oksana, if you just write Oksana, I, just, I think what? it's going to Oksana. But I'll take Eflux or. Yeah, exactly. That's Hito's though. Oh. <laughs> oh, Oksana. Okay, so like. Oh. Wait, 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 something happened. Maybe, do you, do you want to share your screen? And then just... I can, but... Um, I think it's kind of, it gets weird, you know, if somebody, <clears throat> if we waste time on somebody searching something that they... That's completely fine. Time. If they're bored, they can leave. <laughs> okay, let me just... Ah, and now I have to stop Spider-Man. I think you can stop. How are you gonna yeah, yeah, stop it. it? It says Nas is also sharing, no? That's strange. Yeah, we're seeing Nas's screen. Oh, yeah, but it's good, it's working. Okay, so, but this is already the right passage. Okay. Yeah. But this is a very interesting passage. This is. I was reading it. I was just reading people in Germany, Switzerland, and the U.S. buying toilet paper, and I was like, "Oh, okay, no, don't, please, don't talk about the toilet paper. It's over. It was over so quickly." But then she's doing something totally different than what I was thinking. Mm. And she was talking about how how they protect themselves with similar similar to ancient sacrifice. They literally waste money. This is so, whew. yeah. So true. I'm, yeah. I mean, it's just, of course, like there are a million other texts I, I wanted to read with all of you, but it was just kind of like um, interesting way of seeing all these like keywords in one letter which is like super super rare because all the things that we just wanted to talk she just like mentioned them at least once it's it's including like of course like like class and like um for example like um like in in securities and what happens like with with no hope with future and then separation and then relationships, um, trauma as well. Um, and then of course, because she's teaching, she was also like mentioning what's happening if we just stay in this viral community. So it was also like with technologies, like what happens if we stay in this? Because she, I think in one part, she was just mentioning that she was so scared to think about that all the classes is gonna be online from now, you know? Like she was just saying how horrible to even think about that. But then she stops and says like, well, maybe that's the new reality. Maybe we're just going to be like these communities from now on. And after like, I don't know how many months passed by, but now we're just all really considering 
I don't know, working from home, learning from home, teaching from home for a very, very long time. And, um, and back then nobody even, nobody even, yeah, raised this question because we thought that no, that's not going to be possible. Um, but now some of us even preferred this mm. that I talk with people and they're like, yeah, completely. I'm never going to go back, <laughs> never going to go back to office. This is my life now. And yeah. So all of these like maybe minor, but now became super major issues that it was just raised in the letter. That's, that's, that's the only reason. But on the other hand, I know we just already passed one hour, so we can easily stop this if you don't want to continue. But I just really want to say that I, I am dying to hear what you're thinking about Octavia Butler's blood child, because finally we all read it. Because the last time we had the session, Esther was just saying like, I read this incredible text. Can, I, can we just talk about it? And we said like, no, we haven't read it. Like, let's just wait. And she was just like, no, you have to, you have to. And now we all did. So we can actually, <laughs> Daniel, how come? Okay, you're out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you have to but I sent it to you no yeah okay well we're just going to talk about it anyhow so if you want no spoilers you can but have you read works of her uh, Daniel of Octavia just a question of interest I don't think so no have you been to the to the MMK Earth Child Precious exhibition Precious Okoloyong Ah, no, but I'm planning to go um, next week. Okay, but then you will actually encounter Octavia Butler in a, in a very um, <clears throat> unique way, like with the parable of... Parable of okay. So she's like she's, she actually based the, the idea of the exhibition around, around um, Octavia yeah. Butler's Earth Child. So like the parable of the sower, but... Octavia Butler writes about um, a community, a theological mo movement and community, which is called the Earth Child, which she envisions. And it's quite interesting because the book is written for the year, it's happening in the year 2025. Um, and she wrote it back in uh, 1993. And actually, she's, this book is based on climate change. And what she's writing um, is actually actually we're reading the book and we're reading we're reading it now, so it has mm -hmm. it's it's temporaneity now. It's kind kind of, and then you're in this exhibition space and there's a, a very nice encounter that you can. So it's a physical encounter with Octavia Butler. It's very nice, just as a teaser. <laughs> the um, interview was also incredible, by the way. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, oh, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Amazing. What? She is, um, they yeah. all have this, uh, you know, she, 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 she's so sorted out. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that happens if you, if you wake up at two o'clock in the morning and start working three o'clock in the morning, hmm. you sort out things or if you schedule your day in that way, but she's so sh sorted out and so, um, um, yeah, how, how can you say, like, in, um, okay with what is happening with her work. So she's letting, mm -hmm. she's letting go of all of the labels and the brands that are coming because she just wants people to read and engage with the book. So that's really nice. Yeah, it's but, kind of like she has this, like, kind of feeling of creative authority, where it's kind of like, she's just like, this is me. And um, it's really powerful the way it comes through and the way she talks about mm. her work as well. No. I think it was also interesting to think about, like in the context of the exhibition, creating a we. For me, like when I was reading Blood Child, it was also thinking about, so, okay, aliens are gonna come, right? Now we can see that. Like everything is going according to... <laughs> <laughs> um, so he's living in the apocalypse yeah. 
So like it's time to start thinking. Let's get on our time tracks and start thinking. What are we gonna do when they come? When the <laughs> most interesting part was. So I think it's not that creating a V is not about like we all know that it's not about humans. Like how we are gonna come together as humans. It's also non-humans. But then these like otherworldly creatures and we mm. like, coming together as a V. And in one of her interviews, she said. <laughs> Like, how are humans going to make themselves, um, how do you say, like, favorable for aliens? Because, right, like, when you think about it, the animals that survived are the ones that we could make use of, like, as humans. So we produced more of them, we just made them survive so we can take advantage of them. And it's going to happen the same thing when these other creatures arrive, which are smarter than us. We will need to find ways to make ourselves favorable for them. And like Blood Child is interesting, but I found Amnesty also really interesting. I don't know mm. if you read it at all. I haven't read that one. No, I haven't read it. Because in that text also, like the humans are trying to find ways to like what happens is that these other world creatures cuddle humans. And that's what they need for survival, they realize. They just need to cuddle humans, cuddle with them. And, and it's like uncomfortable for, for the humans, but they just, they go through it because these other creatures pay humans for this. So people Ooh. get paid for this cuddle. Economy. I don't know. Yes, I guess like maybe we can also talk about like what it means to create a we reading Octavia Butler, or if you found that relevant at all. No, I think it was just wonderful to even 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 that you suggested, to be honest, because it's not in the reading list whatsoever, but I think it's just so relative, like so related with the whole topic. But it's not only the exhibition, I think it's just like in, in general, I think Octavia Butler is like leading the way and everybody should follow that definitely when it comes to just dealing with issues like human non-human relations um with the blood child for example i read the text first and then i had like an audiobook so i just like listened while i was like working and someone who had like an incredible voice of course read the whole story and it was such an erotic story when you just like <laughs> listen the audiobook that I was very surprised because when I read it, it was like completely something else. And it was just like my imagination. When I yeah. listened with someone's voice, it was so incredible, so erotic. And it was just like, I never experienced anything like this. I was just like almost in the room trying to understand their relationship in that last scene, you know, like um, somebody's, giving or I don't know like implanting an egg in someone else's body but while they're like sharing this intimate it's like it's incredible it's it was just really really beautiful to even imagine you know there are other ways of I don't know like feeling things and in loving things and, and it was just very very strong so I, I I was so happy that just came into a conversation of course super related what did you think about the notes in the end? <laughs> like uh... <laughs> how you're so happy. We just lost Anya, but it's fine. <laughs> it happens. Like is... the, the, the notes where she was like, because with Octavia Butler, I mean, there is this, this hype around her now, but it's been, it's been within a lot of people and a lot of feminist movements. And, and mm. she's, she's been like, accompanying a lot of people for mm. a very, very long time. And now she's becoming this, she's on the bestseller list of New York Times since two weeks, finally. Mm. Um, after, I mean, she died 2006. But like... Exactly. Um, her work has often also been read in this relation of her being an Afro-American woman, um, 
and and everyone is always constantly trying. I did it reading Blood Child. I was reading into being the host again. Um, and it's not being said, nothing is being actually mentioned about the color of the host. Nothing mm. being mentioned about the relation of, of, of blackness inside, of, inside the story that she's mm. creating. But I was mm. constantly reading it into the story. And then all of a sudden I got to the notes and I just had to, I had to laugh the same way that I was laughing when I was hearing her in that interview with Julie, mm-hmm. with Julie Dash, the yeah. two of them were working amazingly um, to, to create this informal and very funny, very, they liked their company kind of mm-hmm. interview. And I could sense that I liked that. And in the notes were just like, oh, I just wanted to write a story about something that's really, really been on my mind so long. Like what if men could get children? I mean, it's, it's like, this is, this, this is what I loved about mm-hmm. that she was taking, and it's not about slavery. No, it's like, just don't go that way. No, it's about this. And I'm starting this research journey and I wanted to think about facing my own horror. Maybe we're connecting it back to Oksana, facing my mm-hmm. own horror of going to, I don't know, where was she gonna do her research trip? And like having this horror that there are like these bot flies that go that mm, skin. Exactly. exactly. And like dealing with this, with this horror of, so facing it and writing as a way of, of going through this and then like mm. kind of, yeah. And maybe that's her way of being sorted out, writing to then have this interview where she comes across as somebody who is so um, clean with herself. Mm. Um, yeah, but I just love. I found it. Yeah. I found it so refreshing that she had those notes as well, yeah. like that she yeah. missed yeah. it. Like that was really beautiful. And and then in the interview, she also when she was asked about like social issues coming into her work, she said, "Well, if it comes, it comes, you know, but I don't force it." Um, I think she said said it something like yeah. that. But um, I, I just found it like so endearing, <laughs> and like true genius as well, because like it's really authentic the way she's creating. Yeah. I love that she has afterwards too. Like I loved it when I saw that she, and she says that I am doing this because like everybody reads my stories and writes something about it. And most of the time it's not true. You know, <laughs> I just want to explain it myself, what I'm really mm-hmm. writing about. I love that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it happens more for like uh, women, maybe artists and creators or like minority. Minorities mm. in general. I also wrote my thesis about Etel Adnan, and I found it really interesting that like everybody would read into her works about how she's a Lebanese American artist, mm. or I don't know, like just trying to box them, right? And it, I feel like it happens maybe with Octavia Butler, and I think mm. it's a really nice way to do this like kind of afterward and to explain. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I was gonna see if Blood Child has the same, but I didn't think so. What was yeah. the other? It has. Hmm? Blood Child has. The other. Oh no, no, I mean ah, oh, ah, okay, no. Parable of the Sower has, um, ah. reading group guide. It has a oh, guide for, ah. for a reading group. Wow. Conversation with. Oh, there's like an interview in the back of the book, a conversation with Octavia Butler. Question one, what attracted you you to writing? So she's been asked this question very often. And then where did the earth seed religion? So she actually has the notes in form of an interview at the back of the parable of a sower. And it's like, really, it's. And then um, there's like a, like a kind of handbook, reading group questions and topics for discussion. Like, <laughs> we should maybe follow that one time. Yeah, exactly. Let's do another one. Not recorded. <laughs> four of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can just like easily spend a year just by reading Octavia Butler's books. I'm really sorry. I'll have to go soon. I hate to be... Yes, of course. No, thank you so much for this. It was so much fun. Stay here and we are connecting with friends on the other sides of the world. (laughs) (laughs) It's so nice to see your face, Naz. Yeah, this was... It was so great Mm -hmm. to see you all and I'll see you soon. Love you all. (laughs) 
Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>